You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Nashville After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Nashville <laughs> Oh, you guys! What an episode. We were in episode 7, season 2. She's got you. And we are just all torn up over what happened. I'm your host, Whitney Lane, joined with the lovely... Hello, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. You guys, what oh happened my God. at the end of that What was that? Okay, seriously? <laughs> that was the biggest shocker of, I think that I've seen this entire series. This whole show. Like, we were both just... Yeah, like, what? I'm shocked. We could not speak for, like, a good minute. So, obviously, oh we're talking about Olivia coming in and being like, I know you're sleeping with my husband. What you expect? She's going to be like, Smackdown. Like, don't mess with me. All right. And then she's like, but what I don't understand is why you're not sleeping with me. And she and goes lays for it. one on Juliet. She what? was shocked. You could see that Juliet was We were all was like, shocked. Juliet was scared. She was like, oh, she knows. Like, I'm sleeping with her husband. Uh, yeah. And because seeing from last week's episode, we see Olivia. She's kind of a biatch to uh, Charlie, and she we see her slapper. So I was kind of expecting another slap from her to Julia. I thought so. It's like complete I, opposite. Right? You would think this girl is sleeping with my husband. I'm going to do something about it. And instead, she's like, why am I the one left out? Why are you not sleeping with me? Oh, my God. It was shocker. I totally thought it was going to go the other way around. That's why we were literally, like, <laughs> yelling out loud, like, people. Like, yelling. But good on the writers and the producers of the show to completely turn that on us. Because even the preview last week, we would have never seen that coming. No. Not a clue. Because they let the preview off with, like, I know you're sleeping with my husband, and yeah. that's it. Now, the interesting thing is we see Juliet on tour. She's in Houston, Texas with her new, what is it, Inside the Dream tour. Inside the Dream. And she's headlining, but she gets she keeps talking about how, like, it's hard to be a girl in this industry and how she has to suck up to people. And now it's like, well, Charlie and Olivia Whitworth own 800 radio stations. Yeah. What if she doesn't want to sleep with Olivia? <laughs> What's no. she going to do? Like, here she goes again. She thought she had like, like was in the clear with all this. Oh, that's now true. Now she's going to have to figure out how she's going to manage it because that's 800 radio stations yeah she's gonna have to placate to both of them oh my goodness i didn't even think about it that's gonna get rough now obviously we'll see okay there's just so many things like that because (laughs) it's like charlie and juliet i love together i think they're so cute like i really like him Oh yeah, he he's such a gentleman and he's very powerful. Yeah. And he uses it in like good intention, so I I appreciate that. But oh man, he could really mess things up. And just bit. think like what that's the thing. He could get jealous, Olivia could get jealous. You don't know like is Juliet going to keep sleeping with Charlie? What's Olivia going to do? Yeah, and Charlie could if if Juliet did anything wrong, Charlie could easily turn on Rinder. her. And ruin her career. Eight, only 800 different record stations? Oh, no. And, or r- radio stations. Yeah. And you know, Raina said last week, you better be careful. He's a very powerful married man. Mm-hmm. And now look what's happening. She is all caught up in a mess. 
Yeah, both of their messes. Oh, my God. The fact that she has to deal with Charlie and Olivia, now that's even way crazier. She's going to have a rough time. She was worried about Layla. Now she's going to have to be worried about keeping her career afloat. Mm-hmm. So wow, let's that's... talk a little bit about Layla because there's this one radio guy who Charlie gets fired and then rehires. Santa Claus. Santa because Claus. He makes, Mr. Delmont. It's gross because he makes the girl sit on his lap and he like touches their waist Purdy. and he's like, he's gross. Yes. But apparently he has the biggest microphone in Texas because <sighs> he's powerful. He's a yeah. powerful like radio DJ. So what do you do? Layla seems to think you just sit on that Santa Claus's lap. Mm-hmm. And you, knowing that he's as powerful as he is, you have to obey his wishes. If he wants girls, then he's going to get them. And Juliet was like, forget this. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then he made all the press leave when she was headlighting the show. So no one wrote about her set or anything. And it goes to show you don't mess with Delmont, even though he is a pervy creep. So, like, be nice to press. Be respectful so it goes both ways, like, you know, but at the same time. So then she tells Charlie about this. He gets him fired. And (laughs) I would have been scared if I was Mr. Dalmont walking into Juliet's dressing room before her show. Mm, uh, I wouldn't say scared, but just a little bit, you know, your place now. Yeah. Because Juliet definitely put Dalmont in his place. But what do you think about Charlie, you know, Juliet said, fighting her own battles? Do you think it was right of Charlie to step in? I think it's just going to show us that it's going to be tough for her moving forward because if he's doing that kind of stuff without her asking him to, just thinking he's helping, who knows how he's going to hurt her if, if he ends up having to. I think... I don't know. It's so hard for me because it's like I don't think of him as being married because obviously, like, they don't get along. Like... No. But he's do- he's doing all these like really nice boyfriendy type things for Juliet, and he is powerful, being billionaire. He can do that. So, and they both are kind I of mean, vulnerable with each other. Yeah. Like she, like you could see her almost crying, talking about how the guys or like people are treating her. I thought it was interesting how Julia was opening up, like so quickly about that. And I feel like we've had to see a whole season. Before Julia actually starts opening up about her past, you know, how difficult it is, how she got into the industry. but And she showed us that this is a way that she helped her get in, break into the career was sucking up to pervy guys. And she can't seem to get away from people who, like, manipulate her or try to find a way. You know, she gets close to the wrong people, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I can only imagine that this is going to backfire somehow. Yeah, but I do have to give it to Juliet that she actually tried using her power and experience for good. Granted, her ways of getting there wasn't ideal and wasn't the nicest way to get, but it did get the message across that That's true. Uh, this is how I got into the industry. It's not perfect and it's not right. I mean, it's like it's definitely immoral and i don't want to see other girls who are in that position as well and being affected like that so i give her credit for trying to help layla yeah help layla in that so that's really good of juliet to go out of her way to do that but you can see layla has one thought on her mind and that's get into the industry and sleep with who you want to sleep. like she is all about trying to sleep with will she leaves mm-hmm. during Juliet's set so they can go have dinner, but really she's just trying to get in his pants. Oh, yeah. And it all comes around eventually. Oh, man. The relationships move so fast in this show. It's crazy. But it's so interesting the reasons the relationships happen because mm-hmm. 
Will is super insecure about his sexuality, and so that's why he ends up with Layla. Or like Juliet's yeah. like, you know, nobody, I can't be vulnerable with anybody, but I can finally open up to Wentworth, who's married. You know, it's like just mm-hmm. all the wrong stuff. Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk a little bit about Will. Because he's on tour. He's like getting there, right? But yeah. he keeps running into his ex-boyfriend, Brent. Who's mm. now? Who has now has a new boyfriend, Craig. Craig. Mm-hmm. And they, he seems they happy. Seem cute. Yeah, and he's like, and I loved what he said to Will. He was like, when I am in a romantic relationship, I want it to actually be a relationship. Like, I want it to mean something. Yeah, that was such a dick. You know, and I think that Will's like, man, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could be open about it and be strong in it. But he's not. Yeah. And you see that during the bar issue. Where Brent's there, he comes mm-hmm. in with Craig, they're talking about the hot tub and grabbing dinner, and then these, like, Texas men, you know, who... Very masculine. Homophobic. Very homophobic. Like, basically want them to leave the restaurant. And I love that Brent was like, we have every right to be here. And that's true. And that was so uh, ignorant of the, the, the homophobic men to say, well, we have every right to not want what? you to be here. I'm like, really? So walk away and mind yeah. your own business and let them eat their dinner. You, those guys didn't have to say anything. It was like, just leave, escort yourselves out. Yeah. But the there was no point, need to escalate it to no. the point where it got to. And the whole point really was just, I mean, like, I think the whole scene's point was, is Will going to do something about this or not? Mm-hmm. Because now he's a public figure. People recognize him. He exactly. can't just go punching people no. like he did at the end. And that's another thing why Will is still struggling with his sexuality. He doesn't want to come up because he's just starting his career. He's in the public eye now yeah. that, like, if people, it might ruin his career a little bit as bad as that might well, be, because he saw but, how they reacted to this one guy, you yeah. know? And when he's starting his career off and people don't like him off of the bat, I can understand why he's hesitant to explain his sexuality. Yeah. It's sad. Because I think it that's is. the whole point. I think he really does like Brent. And he wants to be with him. But he has this other side of, like, I really want to be a successful performer. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's sad that it's he has either to make or. those decisions. Yeah. But... What does he end up doing? Straight to Layla's goes to room. Layla. He goes. Uh, she was like, Layla. "I knew this was going to happen." About time, she said. She, I already don't like that girl. No, I, I never liked her from the beginning. I'm like, oh no, she's from the moment they introduced her on stage to sing yeah. that song in the, her first episode. I was like, no, she's going to cause trouble in all shapes and forms. And you can see she was like sucking up to Juliet at first, but then when she did that to Scarlett, that's when I knew this girl is bad news. Mm-hmm. She, she's in it for herself. She's very conniving and because she only deceited and oh, she just makes me angry. I can't believe it. I can't. Oh. I was like, well, here we go. So this tour is going to be very interesting to say the least. I feel like Layla's the the earlier version of Juliet that we didn't get to see. She's mm-hmm. the because we've seen Juliet already at the top of her career when the show started in season one, but this is like what Julia could have been at the beginning of her career. So I think that that's just that perspective that we're finally getting. Yeah, she's like moving up, but now Juliet, I think, is going to be literally like grabbing on to hold on to what she has because mm-hmm. she's gotten herself into some trouble. Well, that's what you get when you sleep with so many guys. God. Who are married, man. <laughs> and then the, the wife likes you, too. Like, that which I <laughs> that say. I'm sorry. I cannot get over it. I'm um, still in shock. No, I you can't. You guys, what did you think? You've got to tell us. Go yes, to iTunes. Do. Rate, comment this uh, on this show. 
Follow us on at AfterBuzzTV. But seriously, that was like the shock, most shocking moment of yes. all times. You've got to tell us were what you, you think. Were you shocked as we were? Because, oh we my God, we, we yelled at the screen and like, we're in dead silence over. I oh my goodness. It. Nashville, keep bringing us more of those kinds that of things. Awesome, because that though. keeps us on our toes. Yeah, totally. So unexpected. All right, well, let's move on and talk about Raina's new boy toy, it seems. Mm, I like Luke Wheeler. I like him, too. He's cute, but I still want Raina to be with Deacon. Oh, don't worry. Gotta love Deacon. Oh, my gosh, I'm obsessed. You know. But they're fun for now. They are. I I don't know what it is. I think they have a lot in common. I think it's easy. It's so, like... I mean, I know that everybody compares these characters to, like, real-life country stars. Right. And I know it's totally different from Tim and Faith, but it's like they are, like, the solid, you know, Tim and Faith. They've mm-hmm. been in the industry forever. They're both so successful on their own. It yeah. just seems so easy for them, but it would be an interesting... Yeah, the thing I like about Luke is that he hasn't brought a lot of drama yet. And he's... It's an easy relationship. It's one of the easiest that we've seen with Raina with any guy in yeah. this show. So I, I like the simplicity that is the relationship. Now, and you- that's what Raina needs after the whole chaotic first season that she had. She, you know, breaking up with yeah. Teddy and then Deacon and then the whole accident. Too many guys in her life. There was too many... Too much drama with the the previous men that she had, and now that Luke is just a calm, simple man who understands what Raina is going through, she needs that. Now, do you think that Raina's like, well, I'm going to hook up with Luke because he's putting Scarlet on his tour, and that's huge. Mm. Do you think that has a little bit of something? Maybe a little. I think that's just an added bonus. Yeah. But I think right now Raina just... Wants a, a friend with Benny. Are you skeptical of Luke at all? Because I know, like, a couple weeks ago, Keaton was like, he's bad. He's bad. I think he's too good to be true right now. Well, and I think what it is, this is the only reason I started thinking, oh, no, is he actually going to be as good as he is? Is mm-hmm. when, like, they were laying in bed and, and Maddie calls and he's like, kids come first. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's doing it. It's like a little too much of being like, this is, you know, kids are come first. Like, just show saying right. all the right I'm things. I'm always going to be here. Yeah, and saying all the Too right available. things, but I don't know if, like, he actually is always going to think those things. You know, if eventually he's going to be like, again, you're leaving to go help your kid. You to know, like, family. who knows? I don't necessarily see it yet, but I would like to see that relationship develop. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it's going, but right now it's it's simple. And I think that's what Raina needs. Let's talk about where he lives. Hello. I was like. Beautiful. Gorgeous land. I was like, that is what we all want. A huge 700 acre. Open pasture. Yeah. Backyard. I was like, this is amazing. pond. Go Luke Wheeler. Horses. The American dream. It really is. It, like, with that, did he have a picket fence? It felt like he yeah, had a picket like fence. I felt like there was. I feel like there was sprawling the. Yeah. Oh Beautiful my land. I mean, I could spend all day out there. So. Luke, I guess he's was going on tour the next day, really, when Raina ended up sleeping with him. Got mm-hmm. Scarlett on that tour. Yeah. And she's like, she's a little bit freaking out because she really wants to, she wants to make Raina proud. But I don't know if she's ready for this. She seems like nervous and like, you know, she really but hasn't been up in front of a ton of people yeah, before. That's true. And Scarlett, we know she's timid, she's shy. But the thing is, you have to get thrown into the deep end to see if you're going to swim. And I don't know if and, she's going to swim or not. Yeah. But I, I, I think it'll be good for Scarlett to finally get that experience and knows what it's like, all the pressure, and see how she handles it. If, if that can make or break her career. Yeah, it's true. She has a one huge chance. So I'm excited to see what Opening happens. Opening up for Luke. That's huge. And she literally had to leave 
the next day, which is what Raina was telling her. That's she's, how that's the industry works. And I cannot even get over how she's just sitting there and she's like, you know, I'm in this room and there's all these bunk beds. And then she looks up and Avery, <laughs> she's on the phone with Avery and he's like, is everything okay? She looks up. And there's Gunner. There's now, that Gunner. was another shocking That was part. fun to see. I like it. Because what's going to happen? She has no clue about Gunner and Zoe being no. together. Nope. But is this just going to bring back all the feelings between Gunner and Scarlet? It might because, you know, we always want... Gunner and Scarlet, they always wanted to perform together. And now that they're actually forced to be together to perform, that's, you know, that's just what they always wanted from the beginning. Maybe um, that'll... You know, resurface all those old feelings. I'm really feelings. excited about it because it's kind of like Raina and Deacon. I've always thought Scarlet and Gunner. You know, it's m- so much more than like Scarlet and Avery or mm-hmm. Gunner and Zoe. Like it's always just, I love Scarlet and Gunner. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a huge, another twist that they are pulling us into. Yeah, and the thing is with Avery, like a, a, you know me, I didn't like him in the first season because he was such an angel. Girl, you, yeah, <laughs> and, I still and, don't know how much I like Avery. Yeah, but seriously, he's because on me. season two uh, right now. He he's so nice and stuff, so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he has changed. But the thing is, I still want Scarlett and Gunner to be together, be together and I'm like, Avery, just go away. I know. I know you're trying to change your ways, <laughs> and you're you're all nice now, but still, just go. <laughs> I did, I, that's how I feel, too. It's sad. Poor guy. Yeah, I know. But what about Gunner? So he ends up on tour because Jeff Fordham really wants that song. He wants a song that Gunner wrote. He mm-hmm. wants it for Will. And, and he's going to do anything to get uh, Gunner to write that song over and give him the rights and giving all the, him like those flashy promises. Of- well, that's what I'm worried about because I, we see that he go, he's on the tour and then he, he's going to get to perform in front of all these executives at the music festival. Yeah. But did he sign a contract? Like, is that in writing? Because you're going to lose a song that could end up being a number one hit mm-hmm. just because you're like trying to, you know, kind of manipulate your way into getting a... A record deal. Yeah, you're going to be literally owned by Edge Hill. And if Gunner really was actually in this industry with, you know, Scarlett and Raina, they he would have known that you don't want to be caught up with Edge Hill. You yeah. want to leave them. But I don't uh, know how I feel about that negotiation because I just feel like it's, it's going to come back and backfire. And it's sad because I want Gunner to succeed. But who knows? Maybe he'll get the chance to sing with Scarlett on this tour. You never know. Maybe. But the thing is, it's just... The the way Gunner got onto this tour is not all correct. Right. He's just reaching. He said he wants a break. Like, he knows it. And he's going to take what he can get. But I don't know if that's the smartest thing of giving up your song without making sure it's in writing. Because I get it. He could be a great songwriter and eventually become a great performer as well. But yeah. you got to make sure that you're going to be taken care of. And I worry that he's not... And what do you think about Gunner's dinner, you know, dinner meeting with Jeff? Because he seemed desperate. He he didn't really seem professional. He was that, oh, like, I'll do anything to get on tour, just have that break. It seemed desperate. And the way he was, like, handing his demo over. I'm like, Gunner, no, you got to think. Right then he was emotional. He He wasn't really rational. Yeah, I mean... There's so many people out there that really want it, you know, and most people would do exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. If you get the chance to sit down to dinner with this huge CEO of a record comp- record label, you're probably going to do that. Yeah. But you just have to, I don't know. But he he does have some leverage. He has leverage with that song. So I just hope he uses it in the right way and it turns out to be successful for him. Yeah. But now Jeff has the song. <sighs> that could totally backfire on him. I think it might, too. I don't feel like... 
good Greg, about we this got situation. the song oh yeah something came up you can't be on the fest music we should fest. have gotten that in writing let's hope gunner did let's hope he did because we didn't see that but oh man talk about another interesting situation the peggy teddy wedding it went <sighs> down on this episode it's too fast for them to get married well you saw her she was not gonna let him get away with postponing that thing oh my goodness she was, talk she, about desperate she was relentless <laughs> Like, she Peggy, was too God. much. We've always cut, called her a bunny boiler. <laughs> She's too much. <laughs> Peggy is too much. She is. But she just makes me mad. Every time I see her, yeah. I just think like, oh, homewrecker. And it's like Teddy has a valid concern about his daughter not feeling comfortable with this and like feeling like she's going to be replaced with this new woman because she's not even his like basic like blood <laughs> daughter, you know? Yeah. She didn't want to sing it at the reception and Peggy's still pushing it. She's forcing it. And, and in front of a, people. Yeah, very manipulative, too. Be like, oh, do you want to get married later when a, I'm really pregnant and out of wedlock and just all these little things when that... it's fake. It is yeah, fake. it's totally he fake. He is dumb. To be a mayor, he needs to do a little bit more research and background check on some of these people because... Well, we She's saw that Teddy all. just got it back into it with Peggy when that whole relationship started. So, That's uh, what I'm saying. Just, but Peggy's manipulative. And I'm like, you she was, really want to marry this woman? Well, he's stuck now. He's married. They cut that cake. She smashed it in his face. Yeah. Which is not cute. I, I just did not like it. I did not enjoy that wedding one bit. Well, we can only imagine what's going to happen when he finds out there's not actually a child. Unless she manages to get pregnant really soon. Mm-hmm. Somehow that math will be done, though. Yeah, and they're and they're gonna figure out. Oh no! A month late, three Something's months late. Off here. That's weird. Something's off here. Well, and you see, Maddie kind of come around at the the reception, and she that was pulls, surprising. She pulls Daphne up, and they sing a song, which I thought was really, really good. Of Those course. two girls, they are so talented for their age. It's amazing. I can't I imagine what they're going to be like in. 10, 15 years when they're all grown up, still performing, they're going to rock. They're my favorite to listen they to. They rock now. They're just going to be amazing I when know. they're older. Lucky girls right there. They're so talented. But you see Maddie kind of standing off the side at the end and staring at her dad with Daphne. Mm-hmm. And she tells her mom later when her mom comes and pick her, picks her up, she's like, do you think that Deacon will ever look at me the way Daddy looks at Daphne? And that's got to be so hard for her. She's 13. She yeah. doesn't really know her place right that's now. That's confusing, especially at that young of age. You're still impressionable. And seeing your Seeing this whole thing, like your mom breaking up, then your dad getting rehired or remarried, yeah. and then you know realizing that your dad's not your dad—that's so that—that's a mind f. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it really is. <laughs> but you know, I think that Raina's handling it really well. Like you hear her having very open conversations with her, and it's mm-hmm. like I wish that I didn't give you an ounce of. You know, pain. Exactly. And like really talking. And so you see Raina calls Deacon and she's like, we've already had a discussion. You see earlier in the episode where she's Mm -hmm. like, you have to be someone we can count on. I can't like have you have a relationship with her and then think, oh, no, he's going to leave again. Yeah. And that was good on Raina's part to, you know, use her own life experiences with Deacon and apply that to a dark to her daughter mm-hmm. and like th- that's really good for Raina to understand that and because you know she again maddie's so young and if your real father does doesn't want you either that's that's even more heartening i can't imagine disheartening, yeah so. but i did like that and it shows too i know we always give Raina her time sometimes for how like 
how intense she is or just drastic when it comes to making decisions about Deacon. But you get it because look how much she's been hurt by him. Like he's done a lot like with the problems he's had. So why put that onto your child? But then she realizes Maddie really wants him and needs him. Mm-hmm. And so I love when they go and watch Deacon perform at the Bluebird, which cute. he was never going to go to. Yeah, that's good to see Deacon perform again because it shows that he is changing. He is trying to get back to his old self that he used to be and enjoy performing, enjoy being around the company that always supported him. Yeah. So it's good to see Deacon on that right path. With Avery by better. his side. Yeah, that was, that was, that was hilarious, cool. especially because of the milk incident at the start of the episode, which mm-hmm. I thought was hilarious. You don't put an empty carton back into Who the refrigerator. That? Come on, people. Boys. Yeah. Men. Boys, never do that. <laughs> don't but do no, that. it was funny because he kind of wakes up and it's like, Scarlett and Avery, that's my niece with this dude who's hurt her. Mm-hmm. And he brings milk when he comes back because Deacon wanted to talk to him. Yeah. He had no idea what the talk was, but it was because he wanted him to play guitar. Yeah. I never thought they'd be a little duo. And that was funny to see Avery giving uh, Deacon all those <laughs> <laughs> advice on how to perform without a guitar. Just be yourself. You yeah. know, be natural. <laughs> and he was like, just play it. Just play it over and over. It was so funny. That was, that was a funny moment. But I'm glad. I loved it. I loved how that kind of ended just because you see Maddie and Raina. And I'm glad Raina went. And they're sitting there and they're watching Deacon. And I don't know how that doesn't just stir up all the feelings for Raina again. I know. Because he's a we didn't sexy really see, man. Yeah, we didn't really see Raina's reaction. We saw Maddie's because Maddie always wanted to be with Deacon this whole episode. Yeah. And now that Maddie's in the same room, I'm like, oh, my father's up on stage. I'm proud that he's my father. Yeah. And Deacon's really doing a great job putting forth effort to be that fatherly figure. He's asking her questions about herself, like notices she's not wearing glasses anymore. Yeah. It's little things like that that matter to a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, and he shows know? that he is trying. He is trying to make himself better. And I think Raina really appreciates it. I think what mm-hmm. you see from her is like a little bit of relief that Maddie's starting to finally feel better about it. Yeah. And just, it, it's kind of all coming together. It, it's a good time, too, because having Teddy just getting remarried, you know, that, that's probably going to be the last person you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. And Maddie needs to feel that she has a place in the family. And this mm-hmm. is helping her kind of figure out who she is, yeah, she where she purpose. came from. And yeah. I love how he said you got your good looks from your mama. <laughs> I was, was like, cute. oh, Deacon. That was cute. Rain, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, but that was good. That was a good part. Cute. What else? Did we miss anything? Oh, goodness. There was there was so much in this episode. There was. I loved we've, it. We've covered most of it. Um, yeah. A lot to look forward to next week. Let's get into some news and gossip. After Buzz yeah. TV News. So we've got a few things. We were sitting there watching this episode, and we saw Coleman... Yeah. <laughs> Coleman from Nashville. He's actually going to be guest starring on Grey's Anatomy tomorrow night. So look out for him. Yeah, I was like, ABC shows. ABC shows. You know, Thank you got to those actors working, and I love it. I totally love it. That was great. What about the CMA Awards? That was fun. I'm like, we I, did, yeah, I we liked didn't have an episode it. last week because no, of the CMA No, but they were Awards. there because we knew where, like, we didn't have Nashville, but we know where everyone was. And I was they obsessed with their presentation, their, like, introduction. That was so funny. They're it was like, so cute. Yeah, she really like, was pretending. I feel like... 
I I know like what these girls are going through. I went through it, and it, he's like, no, that that's a show. Just like, a TV show. Oh, it was really funny. Mm-hmm. And the girls sang for us, Maddie and Daphne, or Lennon and Maisie. Yeah, they sang for Taylor Swift. That was so adorable. And then like Taylor just mm-hmm. hugging both of them at the end and be like, oh yes, because that's Taylor's you know yeah. demographic, the little girls and teenagers and stuff. So I'm like, just to see that in in real life, it. It's just fun to watch. It's very admirable. I love, and I love too how they're bringing the real, like it's it's bringing it all together. This is a TV show mm-hmm. based after Nashville, Music City, and it's all yeah. coming together. I mean, I, I, I was telling you earlier, I was on a plane with Layla, and I was like, she's going to the CMAs. Like they're all there, dressed up for the red carpet, mm-hmm. you know, kind of mingling with the real country artists. Yeah, rubbing elbows. That was fun to watch. I did enjoy that the because the, I love country music mm-hmm. and I love the CMAs. Uh, I do I know Violet wanted to talk about uh, Entertainer of the Year, George Strait. Were you surprised? No, me either. Of course not. I mean, he's George Strait. He he's just iconic. turned sixty and got his sixtieth number one this year. Like that's pretty impressive. I mean, no one has had the career like George yeah. Strait has. Seriously, congrats, and, George! And he just got inducted into Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about freaking time. Jeez, it's amazing. So good for him. I was, yeah, I was really happy with overall. Um, it was a fun outcomes show. of what the CMA was, but although you know, I had talked to you earlier about the uh, Miranda and, and Blake, Blake yeah. both Four winning. Times the That's unbelievable. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's crazy and a little bit unbelievable. Like, it makes me question really. Well, we're learning about the ins and outs. I know. Of this industry, I know. I feel so. like I know what really goes on. And wasn't it so like the show CMA? Like when they mm-hmm. were actually doing the CMAs on Nashville, you know, on the show. Oh, it yeah. was so similar. And and, uh, and the great thing about the show Nashville is that they realize who their audience are. And yeah. they know that the people who watch the show watches the real live events that go and on. And we know artists. how the awards work. Mm-hmm. So you can't fool us. We love Come it. On. Well, here's a couple more things. This is interesting because we were talking about Avery. Well, Jonathan Jackson, who plays Avery, mm-hmm. landed a record deal. A real live, like he's going to be singing... Real life record deal awesome. with Loud and Proud Records. He said it felt like the perfect timing for everything. So that was exclusive from Billboard today. Another interesting little drama behind the scenes. The Hollywood Reporter uh, reported that T-Bone Burnett is no longer with Nashville. Which is very really? interesting because he is the husband to Callie Corey, the creator. Yeah. But apparently there's been a lot of tension between ABC execs and then the creative way that Callie wants to run the show. Mm-hmm. And he said he loved working with her, but he had a problem with the execs. And Charles Esten, who plays Deacon, said, I don't mind anybody fighting over excellence, and I don't mind him fighting for it. Talking about T-Bone. Because he was saying, I'm not going to let you get away with this. Like yeah. He really prides himself in great music and really making this a great show. Mm-hmm. So he's no longer with it, which is really kind of interesting. Makes me right? wonder what else went down. That what we is really don't happening know. behind the scenes? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. It won't, like I wonder how Nashville is going to turn out. Change with, because he is without a him there. Big time music producer. Yeah, and without him, I don't know. We're, it's going to be interesting how it evolves. Yeah. Couple other things. Let's see here. Um, oh yeah, this is the last one. Just about Connie Britton. And we know that she's been on a lot of shows before, but she may be returning to American Horror Story this season. What? Coven. What? 
She she well, said she was she's in talked season to one. them. Yeah, she was in season one. She said she's talked to them a little bit about maybe having just a, a guest starring role. A cameo. What do you think she's going to be like a a witch? I mean, it's a really interesting season. So I think mm. Connie Britton could play a good witch on Coven. Alongside Jessica Lange. That, yeah, that could be interesting. So we'll I mean, see. If I, don't, goes... I don't know the exact extent of what her character was in season one. Yeah. But I I think there there are so many females on American Horror Story Coven. Yes. And to add another, like, alpha female to that bunch would just make it all the more crazier. I think it'd be interesting to see her go from Raina James to something creepy. Really, something really dark. All right. That's all I have for news and gossip. Let's get into predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. There's so many. Okay. Go. Oh, okay. Um, just a quick one about Gunner. Mm-hmm. Now that he's kind of on Edge Hill, like, kind of belongs to Edge Hill now, do you think Jeff's going to, like, really corrupt him a bit and he's going to use his newfound power or whatnot and you find that edge and become like kind of an yeah an a-hole in the industry we'll see like a darker side of gunner i don't know i almost feel like he's gonna be kind of insecure on this tour and like trying to i don't know i feel like it's more gonna be about what's gonna happen between him and scarlet and how is that gonna affect zoe because she really likes this guy they haven't told scarlet a thing and I think she's going to be, now you see this really cool, chill Zoe. What's going to happen when she feels threatened by her best Scarlet, friend yeah. who didn't even know they were dating? Like, that's going to be the drama, I think, mm-hmm. with this tour. That's true. I yeah, I just think it, it would be interesting to see Gunner, like, finally getting really hands into the music industry yeah. and realize the, the ups and downs of what really goes on and how to really fight for yourself and survive in this And I hope industry. he does because I think I like I like him. I think he's I better know. than Will. I always have. So Oh yeah, he's definitely better than yeah. Will. Well mine we've already kind of touched on and that is I think it's all gonna go downhill for Juliet Barnes. And what I think's gonna happen is either Olivia or Charlie is going to really hurt her chances with these eight hundred radio stations just because I think something drama's gonna happen. But I think this is what's gonna push her away or Edge Hill's gonna drop her. She's gonna end up joining Raina's label. I've mm-hmm. always thought somehow they're gonna team up and this could be kind of th- the I think we all know that they're eventually gonna team up. Because, you know, Raina still needs that money and Julia has it. Yeah. So I think Olivia would cause more trouble to Julia because, I don't know, females, they're they're more conniving and yeah. catty towards other females. Sad. And Yeah, it really is. And I think Olivia would cause more trouble in getting Julia into all this kind of craziness and get her kicked off of it. What if she like ends up wanting to be with Olivia and then Charlie's like, let me show you my power. You never know what could happen in these Yeah, the thing is like Charlie's such a nice guy right now. I don't I can't see Charlie doing something mean. Yeah. But I can see Olivia doing something mean. I think also Deacon's gonna get a lot closer to Maddie. They're gonna spend a lot more time together. Mm -hmm. And inevitably that just pulls Raina back in. That's what yeah. we all want, really. Yeah, they somehow get back together. Oh, I cannot wait till next week. We already saw a little bit of drama in the preview. 
Reyna with the record deal. They want mm-hmm. the rights to her master record. Like, there's a lot yeah. going down. A lot of legal stuff going down. I'm excited. Yeah, and I just can't, cannot wait to see the end results of what's going to happen with Scarlett and Olivia after that kiss. Oh, Juliet and Olivia. Oh, or yeah. Juliet. I'm sorry. Oh, Juliet and Olivia. Oh, that, my goodness. They better introduce that very oh early God. on in that episode. I sure hope so. I think we should pick up the episode right from there. Well, you guys, we're going to pick it up next <laughs> week, right with that, hopefully, and we will see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at Whitney Lane Fern on my website, Whitney-Lane.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. See you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.